Well, welcome back to the Real Estate Bite Size webinar series. On the 18th of October, John um, Buttonshaw and myself um, discussed uh, the um, implications of the much-awaited uh, heat strategy and the uh, considerations in general around heating buildings and the challenges for the sector um, in relation to, to heat. Um, true to form, on the 19th of October, the government finally released its heat strategy. And so we have come back together for a quick update um, on where that what, what what happened and where that leaves us. Um, and John, I'm very pleased to be rejoined by you. Thank you very much uh, for coming back together um, together to discuss this. So I suppose, really, first thing, did the heat strategy say what we expected it to say? <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. And um, yeah, two years delay. Clearly, everyone's waiting for us to release a webinar, and then the government <laughs> finally finally published this. Um, did it say what was expected? I think. Broadly, yes, I think it did. I don't think that's necessarily great news. I think there's a lot of people crossing fingers and thinking there might be some kind of silver bullet or something, you know, in government's back pocket on this. Um, but I think everyone's quite aware that the delays probably weren't people coming up with a silver bullet or something, you know, new and exciting. They were more the expected and known conflict within government as to how interventionist to be. Uh, is it going to be really pushing the market with new subsidies and new programs or is it going to focus more on sort of trying to encourage the right market conditions for the market to, to solve this? Um, we knew that um, battle was going on and we kind of suspected the outcome was going to be more towards the latter. Um, let's help allow the market to decarbonise. And, and that's essentially what this heat and building strategy does. There is some government support um, out there. The, the one that grabs the headlines um, has been the support for domestic buildings and retrofitting gas mm -hmm. boilers. We touched on that in our in our previous webinar. But you know there is some reasonably meaningful money being put behind that and uh, the rollout of domestic heat pumps at that level. But it's not a lot of money, and government sort of is quite square and upfront that the strategy is predicated on this giving a little kickstart. But the prices of heat pumps coming down quickly, like we've seen previously with solar and other technologies. And on the electricity side, that the heat of the price of heat pumps will come down quickly, and and that's really what's going to drive take up the the better economics of this versus gas, which is you know we've all seen the headlines. We're all probably feeling the pinch in our own bills, and certainly um, our clients are all feeling the pinch in the supply chains. And um, it's a particularly interesting time to sort of take that strategy and post that dilemma because the the price of gas is is shooting up. Yes. Um, and that is creating a sort of certain economic sort of impetus for change in yeah. and of itself. But the flip of that is it's making everything more expensive. Industry is struggling, supply chains are struggling like never before. And I'm not sure we anticipate a, a massive change in the price of heat pumps or technologies on this in the imminent years with, with all of that. So it, it might be a difficult strategy to take, but that, that, that's the way government's going. Um, we talked in our last webinar about other things we expected. Um, on commercial buildings, I think we we're a little bit pessimistic and I think we were right and that's been borne out. Um, there is a lot of detail on domestic homes that's in the headlines. You won't see much in the headlines about commercial buildings. Frustratingly, I think that should be in the headlines that that, that more needs to be said on that. And again, we discussed the issues in our previous webinar there and the difficulties many of our clients and developers are having um, for new and retrofitting commercial buildings. You know, it's just not clear what's to be done there. The, oh expected <laughs> yeah well, well quite yeah. quite and you know the, the strategy you know you turn to the commercial building section it's it is quite depressing it's got 
you know, about two pages and essentially it it refers back to existing consultations and proposals around energy ratings of larger buildings, mm. which, you know, have their use, they're ongoing, but, you know, they, they, they've not changed the picture to date. And I don't think in and of themselves they will. Um, and then it talks about sort of strengthening ESOS, which is this sort of energy audit regime, mm. which works more at a corporate level, but requires buildings to be audited, which again is has been helpful, but has become a bit of a tick box compliance exercise. It's not going to move the picture and give industry. Yeah. The so, um, what's the market initial market response then when this landed? Have we sort of heard from clients what, what their views seem to be? Yes, look, the market generally, you know, as ever, whenever any kind of environmental publication comes out, the environmental NGOs come out and say this isn't good enough, this isn't enough. Um, and then some sort of more sort of business sort of friendly people, probably with a bit of support and um, a push from government, come out and say, actually, no, this is this is a realistic path forward. Um, yeah. I think the consensus there lies possibly somewhere in between that the strategy does, you know, it is the clearest expression of the desire and the route forward here and it consolidates a lot of new policies and consultation policies together into one place so it's more coherent but it's it's not really moved the policy picture on. I think that's the sort of sort of the environmental side of the reaction. In terms of where business and industry is coming from, what we're seeing and hearing from our clients is Absolutely, on the commercial development side, it, I think it is disappointed and concerned. Um, again, we talked in the last webinar about the issues being faced there. I won't rehearse them again here, but but those continue. Um, and the absence of any sort of renewable support or subsidy for decarbonizing technologies that with the renewable heat incentive ending, and there's still no successor here, as anticipated, no successor here, and that's disappointing. Um, where we, we're sort of seeing a little bit more optimism, and I had some sort of promising discussions with some clients in the district heating sector earlier, and um, they're feeling a little bit more upbeat, because what there is, is a, a markedly more um, positive tone for district heating. I think we've seen the strongest commitment in this strategy that to date, mm -hmm. that the government here um, in England is, and for the whole UK is now much more committed to regulating district heating. And again, we talked about that in the webinar, Scotland's made progress there, but it's it sounds like the, the, the UK as a whole is gonna be catching up um, on that. And whilst regulation sounds bad, actually it could create the environment for, that's necessary really to, to run this. the investment in, into that part. Yes, yes, so, so a bit more positive there, but yeah, work remains to be done. So overall, I mean, you've referred back to our webinar in a few um, few places there. Where, where does that, you know, where does this leave us? Where does it leave our viewers um, in terms of sort of digesting the information in, in your view? It's a little bit depressing, but I think it's almost as we were. Um, so what we kind of suspected might happen has come, come to fruit. So government is leaving it part of the market it's still sort of waiting on what's going to be the new technology again we haven't talked about hydrogen but there's nothing new really on hydrogen government saying well let's see how the pilots go over the next few years hydrogen might be the thing let's see if heat pump prices come down that might be the thing let's try and make the market more accessible to well, district heat networks but let's see what the market then does and um, so it just leaves us with a huge amount of uncertainty and a remaining particular difficulty for anyone sort of launching planning a new development now um, which is going to be sort of coming online completed the next few years because we just don't still quite know how government thinks come 2025 even buildings mm. really should be heated in the best case and um, those are issues we've discussed in some detail on our webinar so again I think I would um, 
I would refer listeners back to there where we explore them in more detail. And depressingly, the, the strategy hasn't really changed that discussion as much as we hoped it would, but feared it wouldn't. A bit disappointing, really, but at least I suppose at least we have uh, we have some communication and uh, and, and and as you said, some <clears throat> some greater guidance. But uh, it feels like there's an awful lot that needs to still uh, step into the step into the gap, basically. Um, yeah, exactly. The wills the wills there, but the onus very much remains with industry and the market to um, to really push this forward. So hard work to be done. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And I would uh, please urge everyone, there is a link uh, with this webinar to, um, with this video to our previous webinar, uh, which talks in some detail about the different issues that the industry is facing in relation to heat. Uh, I would I would urge you to, to, to listen to it. It's an extremely um, interesting session. And as we've heard, rightly or wrongly, um, uh, is, uh, is still very much relevant, uh, despite the drop of the, the heat strategy earlier this week. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thank you.